Hey guys, Caitlin Cunningham here. I want to welcome you to another episode of KC's Conversations. Follow me and catch up on all the previous episodes at kacunningham.com. And be sure to check out my Instagram and Twitter. Both handles are k underscore Cunningham32. In today's episode, I am joined by Coach Bree Brown. She is the Director of Women's Basketball Sports Performance at the University of Houston, where she is directly responsible for women's basketball and women's soccer. In our conversation, Coach Brown shares how her experience with injuries during her collegiate career helped to build a greater connection with her student-athletes. She takes a dive into the importance of a uniform language, and boy, oh boy, is Coach Brown the example her student-athletes need her to be every day. So let's get ready to get better by listening to our conversation. Today, I would like to welcome Coach Bree Brown to this episode of KC's Conversations. Coach Brown, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm, you know, just living the dream, trying to <laughs> be better every day, uh, even if it's just being disciplined and getting my butt out of bed, because I'm sure that this stage, that's definitely something that I'm probably not the only one who struggles with, so. For sure. <laughs> um, I'm grateful to have you join me today and learn more about you. So let's take a moment to have you share what you're grateful for today. Yeah, so I like to break this up into like small picture and big picture when I do when I think about that kind of stuff. So small picture um, for me, these last couple of weeks, my husband and I just got a puppy. We've kind of been planning on it, um, and then we just kind of pulled the trigger when all this stuff kind of happened. Um, so we've had him for two weeks. So I'm super grateful for that. I'm grateful that my husband finally said yes to that. <laughs> and then um, big picture, I'd say um, I'm super grateful to work at the University of Houston and live down in Texas where both my husband and I have jobs in our, both of our coaching fields that we're just super lucky. Um, and we're really happy with where we're at. And, you know, we both get to work with super great, you know, athletes that love what they're doing. And so, yeah, that's kind of my small and big picture. <laughs> really cool. How's the uh, potty training going? Puppy's doing all right? Um, it's going. <laughs> we thought, like, we thought we had a genius for about a week because he didn't have, like, any accidents. And then in the last, like, 48 hours, he's had, like, four. Um, so, you know, he's still learning. It's it's fine. It's like I'm coaching a kid right now, so... <laughs> getting some sort of fix in that right good good practice while uh, all of our students are away right right awesome well let's take a dive into your story and uncover how you've gotten to where you are today so what was your experiences growing up with sports um so my family's like super active um so I grew up kind of playing you know, mostly soccer, because I was living over in Europe, like during most of my um, upbringing. And so I played soccer, you know, softball, ran track in high school, too. But for the majority, I played soccer. Um, and I went and played college soccer at Southern Utah University. And then, you know, uh, four out of my six siblings have all played Division One soccer, too. So we're just kind of like a big soccer family. Um, so I'd say that's where most of my, uh, like sport upbringing was, but my dad ran cross country at West Point and my mom played in high school too. So both of them were pretty, you know, involved, but, um, 
then I played college and soccer, sorry, soccer in college, <laughs> and then um, went and took a job at um, Shattuck St. Mary's. So I was the director of sports performance out there for their women's program. Um, so that's kind of where I initially dipped my toes in actual coaching. And um, I wasn't really sure like what capacity I wanted to be involved in with sports once I was done with um, you know, my college career. I just knew that I still wanted to be in athletics. Um, so part of me was like, oh, I'll coach soccer. Like, that's what I know, you know. But um, I actually tore my ACL twice. So I kind of went through the whole rehab, um, working with athletic trainers, PTs, strength coaches. And out of like a pretty bad situation, I feel like I had a really great experience in terms of working with support staff. And um, I really liked the weight room in college. I had I didn't really have any prior experience before I was a freshman. So everything was really new to me. But um, Coach Bishop was actually my strength coach uh, at Southern Utah. Yeah. So story full circle. But um, but I had a really great experience. And I when I took the job out at uh, Shattuck St. Mary's in Minnesota, um, you know, it was kind of a dual position. So I was an assistant soccer coach out there for their like U18 age group. And then I oversaw the three other age groups that we had. So I was kind of dipping in both. And probably a couple months into it, I was like, man, I just really like the weight room. I like developing, you know, some of these young female athletes for their sport, giving them that experience and confidence. And, um, I just felt like I had like a different energy and I felt like I felt a little bit more like at ease in the weight room coaching in that capacity rather than what I was kind of surprised compared to like the soccer field. I loved playing soccer. I loved being an athlete, but I didn't really like coaching it. Um, (laughs) So kind of without realization, I was like, okay, I want to work in sports performance, you know, lifting, conditioning, but I would, I love the high school level, but I think I really would enjoy the collegiate level um, just because like, that's where I experienced it for the first time. Um, So I was at a Shattuck for two years and then coach Bishop actually reached out to me and said that they were opening up a GA position at Utah state. So I jumped at that, not really like knowing what that meant. in like full capacity. So I went out there and realized I knew absolutely nothing. Um, I knew like maybe a little bit, but basically nothing and, uh, learned from, you know, coach souls. Um, he was the director of football, uh, strength and conditioning at Utah state and coach Brandon Howard. He was one of the assistants and Joey Burles and, um, coach, uh, Ogden, who's the Olympic director out there. So I was out there for about, 16 months, um, you know, just working with obviously women's soccer was one of my main teams. Um, I had volleyball, gymnastics, and then I assisted with football, um, softball, basketballs, basically everyone. Um, that's just kind of how we kind of worked it out. GAs were always on the floor. Um, and then I got the call down here at Houston and here I am. So kind of, um, kind of a crazy story. It's probably a lot different than a lot of people, but, um, you know, obviously really happy with where I'm at. And I think I've had a lot of great mentors that have helped me get to where I'm at. So, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, you and I have similar paths starting uh, (laughs) in the soccer world. So that's pretty cool. Yes. And, um, I didn't think I wanted to be strength coach sports performance either. I thought, 
maybe athletic training. And then they kind of told me, nah, kibosh on that. You're not going to be able to do it. <laughs> so I just went exercise science and, you know, yeah. kind of like you fell in love with the weight room, had some injuries. And I think as a coach, when you can go through those things and kind of understand, I guess, the best of both worlds, like you can see how mm-hmm. many people can actually help you with your performance. I think that's just an awesome experience to be able to take with you. Um, oh, for sure. Along the way. So I don't know if you've had a bunch of girls with ACLs or knee injuries that you can kind of relate to. But... Yeah. Um, luckily, not too many. Um, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> you know, since I like started working with them, I've had a couple like incoming freshmen that have had like previous injuries. So, yeah. um, you know, it's a lot easier to kind of bounce like how they're feeling versus like how I know, like how it feels. So that definitely, um, you know, and I think that just even adds more to like the rapport that you can build with, you know, those particular athletes, because as, as much as we say it, like, it really is hard to go through an injury and not have people kind of understand where you're at and, um, you know, understand like where the goal eventually is, which is to get back on the field. So, yeah, I mean, luckily, like I said, I haven't had too many, but, and a lot of them have come in from like previous injuries, but yeah, that experience definitely helps. Yeah build a greater connection with them, which ultimately then you can uh, help them achieve the things that they want to achieve. Right. So yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Well, you mentioned some of your mentors and I don't know if there's any more on the list, but um, maybe give us a few that have had kind of the biggest impact on you and maybe some things that they've taught you um, or offered to you along the way to make you coach Brown who you are today. Yeah. Um, So from, I like to say like a personal, a personal uh, mentor, or I guess it'd be mentors. And I know that a lot of people say this, but my mom and dad, but definitely for like two different, um, like reasons. So my dad was in the military growing up and we lived overseas. Um, so he worked at like the U S embassy in uh, Ukraine and Uzbekistan. So, um, you know, he just, I am like forever grateful for him having that job just because I was able to experience a lot of diversity and cultures that, you know, I'd say most people probably don't get to experience when you're the ages between like three and 18. And, um, you know, he, he was just able to like show me and my siblings, like how to respect other people's beliefs and cultures and be understanding of it. And not only that, but not be afraid of it. Um, So I think that's definitely helped me just develop as like a human being, not only as a coach. Um, And then my mom, um, we, I have five siblings. um, So there's a lot of us. Um, So, you know, my dad with just his schedule was had to travel a lot and um, you know, all that good stuff. So, you know, my mom, uh, I don't want to say like single-handedly raised us, but there was definitely points where we were moving every two years and, um, you know, she had to do a lot of stuff and, you know, drive us to all our different practices and, you know, living when we were living in Germany, sometimes that meant two to three hours away, um, on weekends just to get, you know, us on, you know, competitive teams and whatnot. And, um, so she had to sacrifice a lot. And at the end of the day, she just did what she had to do and there was no complaining about it. And she just got the job done. So I would definitely say like from my mom, I definitely learned you know, just shut up and do it. Um, and just work your butt off. Um, so I think from like a personal side, like that's something that I like really took from both of my parents and two probably different aspects. Um, and then I'd say like probably from the professional side, um, you know, coach souls, uh, 
he really took me underneath his wing when I first got to Utah State. Um, Coach Bishop brought me in, but then he actually took the job down here at Houston. So, um, you know, uh, he taught me everything like nutrition, training, how to control a room, how to be organized. Um, like he really taught me how to find my coaching voice. And I think for that, it's just like, I don't think there's like a price that you can put on that. Um, he's just been like such a great person to, for me to call, uh, whenever I've had issues or if I need some advice, he's just always someone, um, who wants me to be better. And he isn't always going to give me the solution to do it, but he's going to give me the tools to be able to make the right decision. And I feel like that's been something that's been so huge for me as a young coach and growing in this field. Um, and then I definitely say, uh, coach Bishop, um, he was, he's always been like a mentor from afar, like in terms of when he was my coach in college. Um, and then, you know, as I started getting into this, you know, we would still stay in touch. Um, and even when he wasn't at Utah state anymore, he'd always call and check in. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned from uh, coach Bishop is just work your butt off and like good things will follow. Um, and then, you know, luckily I've put, I've fell into the right mentors, but, you know, always relying and finding the right mentors for you is what's going to help. And, um, you know, he's been able to help me transition into this role down here and still continue to make me better and push me to be better and make sure that I'm thinking about the right thing so that I can continue down the line and hopefully continue to grow into other positions, you know, well, I don't know whether that happens, but, <laughs> but yeah, sure. so <laughs> that's really cool. I hope everyone picked up on um it sounds like most of your mentors are all about hard work starting with mom and dad I mean you can't be in the military and not know how to work hard in yeah for sure. so um and then you know I kind of grew up in a similar situation I have three siblings so there's four of us and my dad was mm-hmm. worked in the hospital and was always on call so my mom was kind of the same way like okay, I got three kids who need to be at practice. Um, who can hitch a ride with somebody else? So I totally understand uh, that yeah. aspect. And then um, just, you know, Coach Souls and Coach Bishop um, kind of teaching you the ropes of sounds like more of the professional aspect and just they're going to be the people in your inner corner and tell you the truth. Um, For sure. Get you to yeah. go. And that's that's big time. Yeah. But, and I think both of them have helped continue to put me in like positions where I haven't always been comfortable. And, you know, whether that be putting me on the floor with football um, or, you know, asking me to take a role in terms of developing some of the interns that we bring in, um, maybe wasn't a hundred percent prepared for either of those when I got put in them at first, but I grew into it and um, you know, they had expectations and, um, you know, they just wanted those met and that ultimately made me like a better person. So, and a better coach. Yeah. So, you know. I think that goes with, uh, what you said before was find the right mentors for you because they know exactly how to push you to get you out of that comfort zone and continue to make you, um, an even better coach. So that's really cool. Yeah. What obstacles have you had to overcome so far in your career? And what advice would you offer to those that may be experiencing it now or could uh, in the future? Um, so one obstacle that I guess maybe gets brought up a lot about women not being um, given the opportunity for certain positions and whatnot. Um, you know, luckily I've worked with 
some really great male mentors and have completely and utterly like embraced having a female on staff and loved it. Um, so I never felt that I ran into that issue that I know a lot of people might. Um, and the first time that I actually ran into that situation was, um, I was interviewing, I was still a GA. I was interviewing for position at another university and it was part Olympic, part football. And, um, you know, coach Charles was like, go do it. You can do it. I know you can do it. Like no problem. Um, you know, the head football coach was totally in for it too. And, you know, obviously on the Olympic side, you know, it was working with teams that I've already worked with. So it seemed like a, like it could be a really great opportunity. Um, and the way that it kind of worked out was there was two separate directors at this other university and, uh, the football director just wasn't sold on having a girl as the hire. Um, so, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's fine. Everything worked out. Um, but I think what I learned the most too was, um, you know, what might seem like the right opportunity maybe isn't the right situation. Um, so, you know, I was really excited. It would, would have been my first full-time job. Um, the Olympic director was hundred percent sold on me. You know, I was really excited. He was really excited. Um, just wasn't getting the full backing of, you know, the football director there. And, you know, at the end of the day, if it's not going to be the right situation, like there will be other situations that come up along the road that are better, that are better fit for you. And I was definitely disappointed, but a couple of months later, I got the call down for Houston. So, um, you know, I can't control some of the, like the opinions of other people and whatnot, but, um, you know, looking back at the situation at the end of the day, everything kind of worked out. And, um, you know, the people that knew me and knew what I was capable of knew that I could have done that job. And at the end of the day, I, that's kind of what I care about more. Um, but yeah, that's what I would say was, was kind of one of my first obstacles, I think, kind of getting into this field, mm-hmm. um, having heard about it, but not really experiencing it and then experiencing that for the first time. So, yeah, which is disheartening. But um, I think, like you said, at the end of the day, you probably wouldn't be in the position that you're in right now if um, it didn't pan out the way that it panned out so um, yeah I'm glad, for sure. it, I'm glad it went, went the way it went um <laughs> yeah, like happy. yeah so yes that's awesome and I hope that people do realize um you know like you said it it might look like a great opportunity but in the in the long run it might not be the best situation for you to actually right. be in and thank goodness it worked out the way it did for you because that probably yes. would not have been a very good work environment so yes yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So can you give a unique way that you add value to uh, University of Houston's strength and conditioning program, or maybe it's like with one of your specific teams that you're kind of directly in charge of? Right. Um, so when I got down here for basketball in particular, because that's what I was originally hired on only for, um, I think just bringing an overall um, like presence was kind of what the coaching staff felt like they were missing Um, just in terms of being present at practices, traveling. And, you know, sometimes I know that that's not always um, the case just because a lot of people have other teams and whatnot, but that's something in particular that, um, you know, the coaching staff felt was missing was just like a solidified part of their program that came from sports performance. So, um, you know, whether that meant me taking over the nutritional aspect, 
Um, I just feel like I brought a developmental aspect to the program that uh, might have been not always there before. Um, but not only that, um, luckily, Coach Bishop and I, um, we both have pretty similar philosophies in how we train and kind of approach training. And we use a lot of the same language. Um, so bringing me down, we decided that when the guys were on the floor, I was assisting Coach Bishop. When I was on the floor, he was assisting me. Um, so just because we, we speak the same language, we want to do some of the same similar things. Uh, we were able to actually add value to both teams because now we have more experienced coaches on the floor coaching, you know, 15 kids, two, three people on the floor rather than just one person. So, um, you know, I think women's basketball in particular, you know, just having the added value of another coach and then having, you know, me running the room too, I think that adds value just in terms of getting more eyes on girls and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then for soccer, um, obviously that's my background. So I definitely feel like the coaches really value me being able to speak that same language as well. You know, me understanding what a two V two, three V two flying change is, you know, going eight V eight, you know, some of those things that if you don't have that background, it would be a learning process a little bit. Um, so just understanding kind of the demands of the game, the schedule, um, you know, what that means if you have a bigger roster versus a smaller roster and things like that. So I think just uh, being able to understand what the coaches, the soccer coaches are saying, and then also be able to apply like my professional opinion to the situation, knowing like my background and whatnot. I think that's definitely added value in terms of sports performance to women's soccer here at the University of Houston. Yeah. So, so it sounds like kind of in both, well, all the worlds that you're involved in there is just that importance of a uniform language so that yeah. kids aren't led astray or just completely confused when they hear something from Coach Bishop or from yourself. Then it's like, well, wait, hold on. <laughs> Which way am I yeah, supposed to go sure. And then same with soccer. So that's that's really cool. And I think that definitely adds value because that doesn't happen everywhere. So yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so... We're obviously still in a unique time, but uh, one of my good friends uh, has the quote, live well to lead well. So you can kind of take this from either way and I'll let you run with it. But how in like your own life do you live well to lead well, whether that's during this COVID time or if that's just kind of it's permeated throughout your entire life, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I'll kind of talk like in general, and then I'll give you like my specific COVID kind of thing. Sorry. I, I like boxes of things. Oh, but, I that's perfect. Um, so I think like overall, um, you know, in my role, I feel like the athletes don't see me, um, you know, 24 hours a day, they see me in, you know, small segments of the day or, you know, with basketball, they see me at practice in the weight room and, you know, around the building and whatnot. Um, so they probably see me a little bit more. Um, so I really try to live by what I preach and I try to practice what I preach. Um, you know, do I have a cinnamon roll at home on a Friday? Yes. <laughs> um, but you know, I really do try it when I'm in front of my athletes, I really do try to show I'm drinking water I'm eating healthy. I'm training just as much as you guys are, you know, I'm doing some of the similar movements that I'm asking you guys to do. Um, just because I feel like that ultimately like creates a little bit more buy-in too, because it's like, Hey, yeah, I, I just hit some heavy, you know, doubles on a front squat, you know, just like you guys did two weeks ago. I, I get it. Um, and then, you know, I think that also leads a little bit more to conversation about it too. Um, 
So I think like overall general, I really try to practice what I preach. Um, COVID uh, is uh, kind of funny, um, not funny, but our season ended uh, basketball wise, um, you know, a lot earlier than what we would have, you know, hoped for. But it really gave me like a mental break. And, you know, I know you working basketball, you get it. Like we go, you know, June until, you know, March, April, maybe, I don't know, but it's like 10 months straight. Um, so by the end of it, I just feel like everyone needs a break and, you know, I definitely needed it and I know the girls needed it. And so that's what I did. I, you know, wasn't trying to bug them a lot. Um, you know, I just wanted to check in. I think I checked in like once a week with them just to see how they were doing at home. Like I didn't really want to talk about workouts. I didn't want to talk about training. Um, so I feel like in that way, like everyone needs a break and I definitely needed one and took one. Um, and I don't know if we'll ever get a situation like this ever again. So, um, that's definitely something that, you know, I tried to do because that's what I was asking the girls to do as well. Just kind of slow down, enjoy being home with your family. Like you guys don't get it a lot. I don't get to spend this much time with my husband throughout the year, most of the time. Um, so like, that's been really nice. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if that really shows like me leading, but I was really trying to still like practice what I was preaching and, um, not trying to overwhelm them. Um, because I know this was a very overwhelming situation. So yeah, for sure. Well, I think that's kind of one of the aspects of a leader is uh, being the example. So if they see you do it, then that's someone who they'd like to follow um, because ultimately they're going to see you do it. And then they're like, Oh, okay, well coach is doing it. So I guess uh, maybe what she's telling me is the truth. Yeah. (laughs) So no, I think that's uh, practice what you preach. That's, Definitely, definitely important. And I definitely like the part about the mental break, because I think, like you said, in the basketball world, I mean, shoot, we had finished season. And I think at the point they canceled the men's ACC tournament. Yeah, they were all in there training. And I'm like, I can't get away Mm -hmm. from you guys. I mean, I love you guys. But golly, can I have one day? (laughs) Yeah, for uh, sure. No, that was the same thing with us. Yeah. So um, I think it was definitely good all around. We'll see what happens when we come back. But for now, we're going to take it as a good thing. Yep. All right. Uh, Up to this point in your career, can you give us something you've accomplished, something you still need help with, and something you've learned? Um, So I guess something I've accomplished, I mean – I'd say that like a goal of mine was to get a full-time position. So, you know, to make, I guess that's an accomplishment for me. Um, you know, I obviously have like other goals as I continue, but that was definitely like the stepping stone once I was done with my GA or once I finished my GA kind of, Mm -hmm. um, and then something I need help with. Um, I definitely think that, I, I will always need help continuing to grow. Um, and, you know, whether that means working with different athletes and different personalities or working with, you know, other mentors or having, you know, Coach Bishop down here, I was working with Coach uh, Scholes at Utah State um, that are going to continue to help me to grow. Um, you know, I don't think that you can always do it on your own. You know, reading books and listening to podcasts are really great. But um, at the end of the day, I think having conversations like this and, you know, talking to other coaches, I think that really helps. And I think that's um, something that I'll always need help with um, to always see it from a different angle or, you know, a different lens. So, 
And then something I've learned, well, I'm still learning this. Um, patience um, would definitely be like the biggest one. Um, you know, I was, you know, hard charging, so fired up when I got down here at Houston and I had like so many things that I wanted to get done, like needed to get done, you know, within a week. And I quickly realized um, how not smart that idea was, but um, especially the time that, like the time that I got hired at. Um, so I definitely learned that I need to be way more patient and let um, the process kind of happen. Um, you know, there's, there's no, there's nothing wrong with having like a standard and how you want things to look like um, in terms of like your weight room culture and how you want your program to be, but it doesn't happen overnight. And I think I came from, I came from Utah state where coach Schultz had been there for, you know, multiple years already and had established like such a great thing. And by the time I had gotten there, it was, you know, it was moving pretty well. Everything looked pretty good to me. And, you know, I didn't see the years of work beforehand where they didn't have anything. And, you know, and then I thought coming down to Houston, well, I can get this done, like no problem. And it doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, so, you know, coach Bishop definitely, I know my first year was like, chill out. <laughs> like you need to like, it's okay. <laughs> um, so, and I'm obviously still working on it. Like even as we're, you know, talking about, you know, having kids back on campus and what that's going to look like and all that, you know, there's a lot of unknowns and, you know, you just got to be patient with, you know, what's being given every day. And so I'm still learning that. I don't think I'm going to learn that by, you know, the end of the summer or anything like that. So, but it's definitely something that I've learned about myself, you know, finally running like kind of my own program that that is like really important. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I heard you say something kind of interesting under the growth. Your uh, what did I ask? Something you still need help with? Yes, growth. Um, we always take in so much information, like you were talking about reading books, but then it's like we never actually sit back and let it just digest and like, okay, how am I going to apply this? And I heard right. it today, and I was just like, you know, that's a great point. I sit here and read all these books, and then it's like, oh yeah, I heard this cool thing in this one book one time, and I'm like, yeah, but I never used it. So yeah. I was like, ah, she's, yeah, that's what she's talking about. And then <laughs> with your patience piece, uh, something that popped into my head was, especially from the culture standpoint, um, what, what you tolerate others view that you promote. So like, right. there's kind of that fine line of, I want it all happen now, but then at the same time, I can't let this slip because if I do, then people are going to think that, oh well, that's okay to do in here. She's all right with that. So for sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just, there's like times and places, right. And it's learning kind of when certain things need to be addressed and when you probably just need to take a step back and that's not gonna, you know, be the end of the world. And sure. I think that comes with, you know, having a little bit of patience with the situation and with people and yeah. things like that. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. All right. <laughs> So three quick questions to finish up and then um, we'll rock and roll a book that has positively shaped you. So Cecily, 
who was on last time. Yeah, yeah. She um she actually said the book that I originally wanted to use. So good <laughs> on her. Use the same one. Good one. <laughs> but I'll try to I'll try to give a different one. Okay. Um, it's not really like strength and conditioning related, but and I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. It's called the Last Lecture. Um, and it's just it's about uh, a father who was diagnosed with uh, terminal cancer, and he has young kids and. Um, he's basically an engineer and, um, and he just kind of goes through these like life lessons and makes it kind of like a book to his children because he won't be able to see them grow up. And, um, I like it just because, you know, there are bigger things outside of our job. And, um, you know, there's a lot of like really small nuances in that book that I think are really special and, um, you know, just kind of make you kind of take a step back, um, on certain uh, aspects of your life and kind of evaluate a little bit from there. So that's always a good one that I try to read at least once a year. Um, just to kind of remind myself a little bit and yeah. Hopefully COVID's done the same thing for some people. They can take a step back and like you said, spend more time with your husband or your family. Um, yeah. All right. Can you share something interesting about yourself that most people listening don't know? And I don't know who's listening. So really you can make it up whatever you want. <laughs> Um, I kind of like hinted towards it, but I'm a military brat. So, um, my dad served for, you know, 30 years and I actually, from the ages of like three to 18, I didn't live in the States. So I lived overseas. Um, so when I actually came to college, that was like a very new experience for me just cause I had never, I hadn't, I don't remember living in the States. Um, so I grew up over in Europe and Germany, Uzbekistan, Ukraine, Macedonia, so, yeah, I did. I didn't grow up in the states, <laughs> but you were born here. Yeah, I was born in Hawaii. Okay. Um, don't remember that, but <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I would be really proud of you if you did. That would be a pretty epic uh, memory. I there. know. Everyone's <laughs> always like, "Oh, like you lived in Hawaii, you were born there." I was like, "Yeah, but I think we were there for like three years, and then we moved." So, don't. <laughs> don't know anything about it. I have pictures, but that's about it. That's as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one before we wrap up. A call to action for the strength and conditioning profession, something the listeners can do after hearing our conversation today. Um, so this was kind of advice that was given to me um, from Coach Scholes. He was, he's a huge advocate for continuing education. And um, Basically, what he said to me is, if you aren't willing to invest in yourself, why would anybody else? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think for me, that personally meant, you know, what are you doing to kind of set yourself apart or to create a little bit more of a niche for yourself that's going to make you more valuable? So, you know, as much as, um, you know, we love going to the conferences and there's really great speakers, um, you know, I always tend to, I try to find something in our field or maybe something outside of it or considered outside of it, you know, nutrition or, you know, uh, rehabs or things like that, where, you know, that's going to bring a little bit more value and expertise to my toolbox. Um, and, you know, I'm a young coach. I know that, you know, not a lot of programs can or can always give money to you for continuing ed. Um, you know, I've been in those situations too where I've had to pay out of pocket. And at the end of the day, like, I think that's a huge investment if you do that. Um, 
you know, would we all like to have things paid for? Of course. But if it's really that important to you and you want to continue to grow, even if, you know, you might, your, you know, uh, boss might not be able to pay for it. Um, you know, I think that's still really, really important um, because it's an investment in yourself and like in your future. Um, so yeah, I think like that is something to like look at and consider and really kind of take the heart, take to heart, um, for our field as we like continue to grow. That's big time. I like it. Invest in yourself. Then why, if you don't invest in yourself, then why would anybody else kind of rhymes? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, coach, I've enjoyed learning more about you and your experiences. Uh, I know I got better today listening to you talk about lessons of hard work that obviously has permeated through your entire family and all of your mentors, um, finding the right mentors for you personally, the importance of a uniform language and to practice what you preach, because I think that can go a long, long way. So I hope our listeners leveled up hearing all of that as well. Where can they go to find out more about you or contact you with any questions? Um, I have Twitter and Instagram that usually people like DM me, um, is pretty easy to get in touch with. Uh, I think my Instagram is coach Brie Brown. And then my Twitter is actually Brianne Brown 10. So it has my full name. But thanks again for joining me today. It was a pleasure to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. This was really fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of KC's Conversations. If you have liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review to help continue to accomplish the mission of highlighting female strength and conditioning coaches.